0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News
1: Talk. Well, Holly White is a vegan chef and a lifestyle blogger, and she is with me here in studio. Holly, you're welcome to the show, and it is uh, good to see you. Um, how long have you been vegan?
0: Coming up on nine years, actually.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. So do you know the date? Like you'll have a celebration? A
0: yeah, uh, big anniversary? A, a vegan anniversary. um uh, not, not quite, but you know, I think the thing is that at this stage now, I am at a stage where there's very little that life could throw at me that I would find challenging. And I teach classes and I kind of identify issues that people might find confusing. You know, if you're going to a party, dinner, cooking for people at home, I've kind of lived through those experiences and I do try and educate people on the process if it's a lifestyle that they're inclined to be uh, leaning towards.
1: So was it a kind of a a monumental overnight decision for you? Was it a slow process? How did you come to the decision?
0: Um, If I'm honest, it was. Um, I grew up in the 80s in Ireland where very traditionally um, I would have eaten a lot of meat, eggs, dairy, and dairy just never agreed with me. And even when I was a baby, my mum would say I'd break out in a rash, my tummy would be very distended, but there weren't options or alternatives then. Um, Another thing was that once I kind of entered my 30s, I became much more aware of the climate impact. And I watched a lot of abattoir footage as well. And I think that's really important. And I became much more conscious of where the food that I was eating was coming from and also the environmental impact. And if I'm honest, it kind of Uh, trip to switch in my head I had never inherently felt comfortable with the idea of eating meat and once I became aware of the climate impact um, it opened up this entire new lifestyle for me so overnight I cut out dairy meat and eggs and then for about six months I ate a little bit of fish in social occasions and then once I was sure that this was the lifestyle I was going to follow I began a lot of training.
1: Because be, there would be some people who will never subscribe to a vegan diet. You absolutely. know what I mean? That, that's absolutely that's their prerogative. They don't want it. They want to continue eating meat. There'll be others maybe who might be inclined to do it. They might want to do it but it, it feels like a radical departure from, 100%. from what they know. And it's scary then because food is
0: very emotional. And I think, especially, I, again, in classes, I, a lot of the time, we'll ask people, like, what's your favorite meal? And then they might say, you know, it's a Sunday roast at home or it's my mum's cooking or, you know, food is a way of celebration and it's how we all come together. And I think we have to be so kind to ourselves. And I think also the most sustainable choices we make are the practical ones. So again, exactly as you said, the radical kind of throw everything out of the kitchen option, that's not a sustainable choice at all. It's dipping a toe into the water. How can you make it tasty, easy, familiar? And especially in the classes that I teach, I like familiar options. It's a lentil balnaise. It's swapping one night a week on a Monday lentils for beef, which actually gram per gram contain more protein than beef, into whether it's a shepherd's pie, a vegan chili, making things easy, but most importantly, extremely familiar for people so that it doesn't feel too kind of foreign and unusual.
1: Yeah, because it's sorry, it just it echoes. I remember um, kind of half suggesting uh, to my mother that I was going to flirt with this back when I was in uh, college. And she immediately just said, so you're never going to have a chilli con carne again. And I kind of just slumped my shoulders and went, all right, fair enough. That was was the end. That was the end of my very, very brief journey, uh, Holly. Um, And I think that's what other people fear as well. They have to kind of eat this whole new kind of plethora of things and, and it won't resemble anything that they have known. Yeah, no, I keep
0: everything really familiar and I think the key thing that you said is once people eat this kind of food, I know their minds can change. And especially during COVID, I started to do a huge amount of classes online via Zoom. And To be honest, I don't want people to watch a video that I do online and go, that looks interesting. Maybe I'll do that. I want them at home cooking dishes, tasting food, because a lot of the time, once people actually eat the food, they're surprised, one, by how satisfied they feel, but also they might say, you know what, I feel lighter. I can digest that well. Uh, Most importantly, once people kind of eat really good, well-prepared vegan food where... um, I'm certified in plant-based nutrition so I know how to look at a plate and make sure you have your healthy fats you have your vegan proteins and um, once people can eat really good vegan food and they feel satisfied I think their perspective and their mind can be opened but most importantly it has to be delicious and no one in my family or none of my friends would identify as vegan and I don't actually think they want to but what I will say is whenever they come together in my house they know they're getting vegan food and they all enjoy it and that's the most important thing to me
1: And when you describe that journey that nine year journey and the the perils and pitfalls that you've experienced that you can now educate other people on. Give me a sense of what they are. Like, what were, what were the early stumbling blocks that you of ran into? The okay. convenience.
0: Um, you know, definitely I went from a situation of looking at a menu and going, what will I have? And feeling that there was loads of options to suddenly going, oh gosh, there's only one option here. And it, then, exactly as I said also, a complete lack of convenience. You know, you enter into a convenience shop, you're reading labels, everything seems to have meat, milk powder in it, um, So again, you do have to have about four or five fail-safe recipes that you can cook for yourself at home. You might need to meal prep as well. If you're going to a friend's house, always offer to bring a dish. Don't be a burden on other people. And that's what I say to people, you know, especially once you're at a certain age, if you're part of a family dynamic, uh, become empowered, buy a book, watch some videos online, attend a cooking class and take responsibility and accountability for this choice that you've made. Um, Yes, it's great that there are more options there, but still to a degree, it kind of is a little bit of an antisocial choice and I try and make it as easy and as appetizing for everyone um you know that I kind of come into contact with that I'd never want to be excluded from a dinner party because they're like oh holly the vegan
1: yeah or the night out because I I you know the, people will tell you people who've been say vegetarian or vegan for years will say a, a long time ago it was kind of cornucopia it was the only place they could ever go Yeah, and, and now there's kind of much more options and even where I uh, live in Kilkenny Higgsfield is a new vegetarian restaurant that just opened um uh, but again, y- you can understand why some in the group might think, well, God, if we invite Holly now, we've got we've got to go to the only place in town that does it.
0: Yeah, no. And like one of the things that I'm really proud of is I work with the Marion Hotel and we have a dedicated vegan option there, but it sits alongside the traditional menu. And that's what I love is, you know, again, it could be a family occasion. It might be a communion, a confirmation. You have different people eating their own meals. You might have someone eating a steak, someone else eating fish, and then another person eating a vegan option. And that's what I love is that feeling of inclusivity of everyone being around the table. Like, just Just because I'm vegan, it doesn't mean that if I go out with my friends, we should only go to vegan places. I can't put that on them. Mm. And I also feel whatever's on anyone else's plate is actually none of my business, but it is my responsibility to, if I'm going to a restaurant, let them know in advance, be kind. At the heart of it, I always believe veganism is about kindness. It's not kind to turn up at a restaurant, to give out, to be antisocial and um, to critique what's on anyone else's plate. So take responsibility for your own choices. It's
1: kind of a funny one though, isn't it? I mean, I mean, I know lots of people who think nothing of critiquing what's on other people's plates. Yeah. It's kind of a straight... Like, we wouldn't go into somebody's house and critique their decor. Oh, Holly, I can't believe you bought that sofa. (laughs) Yeah, you'd go out for it, you know what I mean? And they kind of... They nearly kind of rub it in your face if they're eating a steak, if there's a vegetarian there. They kind of, you know, it's kind of a badge of honour that they're not eating vegetables.
0: Yeah, well, I suppose... It's kind of a
1: strange thing in the Irish psyche.
0: Well, my kind of thing is to make sure the vegan option is as tasty and delicious as it possibly can be and again as I said in certain collaborations and companies that I've worked with I'm now working with Compass Ireland and they do food service throughout corporate offices and again I want people to look at the vegan option and go that looks delicious and it happens to be vegan it should never be apologetic food again I love the idea that if I order a vegan dessert that someone's kind of reaching across the table and you know maybe taking a spoonful of it and I'm more than happy to share because I really feel once people taste good vegan food they're surprised and their mind is opened and that's all I want
1: And do you see though um, an increase in interest
0: 100% I think you only have to go into a local supermarket and I remember years ago if I was buying my plant-based milk of which there are now so many Irish options which is amazing but I'd be kind of down on the bottom shelf and now you literally go in floor to ceiling there's so many options every coffee shop you go into again there might be three or four different plant-based options Um, so I think even like with your eyes visually we can see if the demand is there.
1: And despite all of those improvements then, um, say, compared to where we were at the start of your journey nine years ago, what would you change? What still remains a stumbling block?
0: Um, I think the perception of the angry vegan is the only thing that I try and sort of shy away from. Like, I find people are more interested in, like, people describe me, they're like, oh, this is Holly, she's vegan. And I'm kind of going, oh, (laughs) there's much more to me, I would hope. But I think people are very curious about it and they have some negative connotations. But again, as I said, if you lead with, You know, for me, it's all about, I used to share, say, for example, on social platforms, like, you know, kind of really stark facts and abattoir footage and things like that. And all it did was turn people off. Whereas actually, if you focus on the benefits of the lifestyle, how good you can feel, how beautiful the food can be, how delicious it you know can be as well. I think that's much more enticing for people. So I f- try and I suppose focus on the positive elements of it.
1: Yeah, it's, isn't that interesting? I know, kind of we're straying into different territory here, but um, there's certain character traits, the choices that define us more than others. And yeah. I mean, nobody would say there's Kieran in the meat eater. <laughs> no, but for some reason, deciding to uh, follow kind of a vegan diet, despite yeah. the fact that it's only to do with what you're eating, and you know, for some, but what they wear and other things maybe, um, it it becomes a label for you as a person.
0: Yeah, well, actually, to go back to your point, so basically, if someone is just focused solely on their diet, they would be plant-based. If you are vegan, that would extend into your entire lifestyle. So that would go into cosmetics that you use. Ideally, they would be vegan ingredients, not tested on animals. Um, And you would be a conscious consumer to basically try and minimise animal cruelty wherever possible throughout your lifestyle. So say, for example, you wouldn't go to an event whereby animals are, I suppose, commercialised. So it is a lifestyle and I think it's the overwhelming, you know, element of it that people are going kind to of go oh my god is there such a thing as a perfect vegan there isn't I don't claim to be perfect I don't mm. think anyone is but I'd hate that to hold people back from dipping a toe into it because again as I said if you focus on the beautiful elements of it it's a pretty nice way to live
1: uh, Clothes or makeup which is more difficult
0: uh, Funnily enough uh, hair colour was um, this, but you know makeup now a lot of brands it's become cool you know no one likes the What's idea What's in hair colour? Um, it's more to do with the testing, and again, okay. when you watch footage of animals in you know cages having you know chemicals put into their eyes to see if those reactions, like that's a pretty ugly side of a cosmetics industry. And I think what's really empowering is the loudest voice we'll ever have is how and where we spend our money. So the great thing is, is that again, by contributing to whether it is organic farming, by Saying, that's what I'm going to buy, that's what's important to me. We can change consumer trends in a really big way.
1: Well, listen, I enjoyed the chat, Holly. Thank Thanks you. To for coming in. Holly White, vegan chef and lifestyle blogger. There, now I'm labeling you. Uh, anyway, that is the reason you are here, so I think you let me away with it. Uh, listen, we'll talk to you again soon. Cheerio. The
0: Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.